Hey there you guys, Ben here from So Very Creative, back with another episode of our podcast series, Worldwide What. Each week we sit down with a local Northamptonshire business to find out a little bit more about the work they do and how they're using technology and the web to make the most of lockdown. A big thanks for joining us, we're really glad you took the time to stop by. Without further ado then, we're going to turn this music down and get on with the show. Hey there you guys, thanks a lot for stopping by, we really appreciate you taking the time to drop in. Hope you're doing okay and staying safe and well out there wherever you are listening to the show this week, maybe indeed even in the sunshine out in the garden, which is where I'll be heading once I've finished with this particular podcast episode. Uh, This week we sat down with Becky Adams from Screen North Ants, who joined us to chat about all the things they've been up to during the lockdown period, as well as some of the effects that the situation has had on a number of their ongoing projects. We'll get to that interview shortly. Uh, I'm going to keep the preamble to a bit of a minimum this week as our interview ran a tiny pinch long and honestly having just delivered a near two hour webinar I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit at this end as well but before I do a quick shout out to a cause very close to our heart and doing amazing work right now in Northampton and that's the team over at Northampton Hope Centre uh, trucking along right now and still doing some really awesome work supporting the most vulnerable people in the area. If you can please do take the time to visit their website at northamptonhopecentre.org.uk and see if there's any way that you might be able to get involved and support some of the awesome courses that they're working on right now in the meantime though we're going to jump straight into our interview with becky adams hope you enjoy hey there we go cool there we go how you doing becky you okay all right thank you very much like you know it's it's all a bit weird times and all that jazz but yeah yeah it's very odd isn't it it's um yeah i I was just talking to someone else on the phone just now actually and saying all the days seem to kind of blur into one don't they it's uh, it's very odd trying to keep some kind of settled routine and stuff at the minute yeah, and it's it's going very fast, um, which yeah. is weird because you'd think it would go very slowly. But yeah, yeah. it's crazy that we're nearly June already. I, I don't know quite where the year's gone already. No, no, I don't know either. But there we go. <laughs> How are you doing anyway? Are you kind of staying safe, staying healthy out there, doing okay? No, just staying in the house, <laughs> in the yeah. garden. Um, you know, it's nice in many ways because we've got you know planning time and stuff. So that's really. I'm liking that, you know, I I kept saying, oh, I really want a time where I can just, you know, get on with kind of sorting our lives out and stuff. Sure. <laughs> uh, maybe I wish too hard, I don't know. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're pretty socially distant at this end at the best of times, actually, but even for us, yeah, we're the same. It's getting a bit uh, like, well, I could do with getting out at least somewhere. But yeah, um, yeah. Are you, are you managing to stay at least kind of productive in that though. You managing to, like you say, keep busy and, and use the time productively. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, if anything, we've got too much on, even though we're not shooting stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, it is good. I just don't feel like, in a way, I think I've mean, talked to lots of people about this. I don't feel as productive as I'd like to be, considering you know I'm just sat in my house. I should be writing grant applications and being brilliant, but sure. you know. Well, it's a really tough one, though, isn't it? Because, I mean, there is a danger that you, you spend a bit of time on Twitter and everyone's, you know, making these amazing homemade art installations with the kids and developing all these new skills and learning a language and stuff. And it's like, there's some days just getting through to the end of the day in one piece and with your sanity intact is a bit of an achievement on its own, isn't it? I think so. I think there is a danger you can beat yourself up a bit sometimes trying to almost be, well, like you say, how can I be productive? What should I be doing right now? Yeah, no, absolutely. 
So. And so I wonder, perhaps as a, a good place to, to start our, our conversation, Becky, I wonder if, if before we get into too much about kind of what you're up to at the minute and how things have been kind of affected by you know, lockdown and, and the changes and stuff, um, I wonder if it's worth doing a bit of a kind of a recap on Screen North Ants and, and just kind of uh, give a bit of the backstory as to, you know, the work that you guys do locally. Because I know, obviously, our paths have crossed a couple of times, but there'll be potentially people that, you know, don't know of Screen North Ants and, and the stuff that you do. So, yeah, I wonder if that's perhaps a, a good place to start. Yeah, so, yeah, Screen North Ants, we are um, a feature film production company, primarily, um, but we're a social enterprise. So we're all about making sure that... Northamptonshire gets its piece of the pie in terms of the film industry. Sure. So it's about making sure that young people um, can access the film industry in Northamptonshire. Often the way you get into film is you have to go to London and you have to work for free. Um, so we wanted to make sure that there was film, feature films being made in Northamptonshire that young people get experience on. Okay. Um, we also do other kind of community-based film projects for any age group. Um, we run an academy for those that are really serious about the film industry but equally um we have a lot of stuff for people who just can benefit from working on film productions um whether it's just raising their confidence meeting new people in the kind of local community um, developing local pride that kind of stuff and we have an agency as well which um it sounds like it's expensive but it's a free thing um, about northamptonshire to the film industry okay are you northants kind of born and bred so yes i grew up in east northamptonshire okay and yeah, then went off to London to work in film. Um, and then oh, thought, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it the uh, kind of the way the industry is, is kind of set up and, and operates down there that kind of turned you off? Or was it more just the whole experience of being kind of in London and in the middle of that whole sprawling city? Yeah, no, I'm definitely a country person. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in a little hamlet in East Northamptonshire. Um, and yeah, I'm not a fan of London. Um, I mean, you know, it has its benefits and stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's not where I want to spend my life. Um, and equally, it's kind of a stupid place to make film, to be honest. Just, <laughs> it's so busy and it's so expensive and yeah. everyone is miserable that you are there. Mm-hmm. So actually, the only benefit really it has is just that it's happened that people and stuff are there. Sure. Actually, you can move the people and stuff a bit then um other places are much more conducive to filmmaking in my opinion okay and so presumably then as well when you kind of venture out to a place like i don't know northampton or you know even if you went out to, to one of the other towns you know wellenborough corby presumably you know your budget goes substantially further does it uh, when it comes to you know putting an, an actual film together i know from talking to um, you know Jack James a couple of, of weeks back, and you know looking at how to budget these films and how small the amounts you've got are potentially to work with sometimes, are you able to find that by coming out you can really stretch those budgets significantly further? Yeah, we think so. I mean, um, you know, obviously you can um, get lots done in London pretty cheaply if you do the right kind of thing, and people mm-hmm. you know people do support people new in the industry everywhere, um, but. Yeah, definitely you can. I mean, I, I used to um, be a location manager a lot for films in London, you know, and we would spend thousands on parking our vehicles. That's mental. <laughs> um, so I know there's often a lot of, um, you know, we're, we're based in the Grove Centre in Northampton and often there's a lot of talk about expensive parking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you compare it to what we were doing in London, you know, it is it is so easy to get around this county and it is 
cheap relatively to uh, park your vehicles and things which is just logistics is such a huge part of filmmaking that's why I kind of don't really understand London in a way um you know I used to live in Harrow so you know not really even London um gets to um a studio like Three Mills which is over in East London you know it once took me three hours in the morning to do that because the traffic is just insane. Oh, yeah. No, I was in London for a while myself, yeah. And even that journey, I used to do Brixton to, to kind of Wandsworth Bridge, that journey, which is only a couple of miles. And yeah. most mornings, it would take at least an hour to get those couple of miles across London. It was crazy. Yeah, and so I think, you know, we we have, um, even though, so, I mean, we've shot, um, obviously, productions in Northampton, but done mm-hmm. some of the post-production in London. And you know, it took me an hour once to get the rushes from central Northampton to Soho. Okay. And I go straight in, you know, M1 basically takes you into the centre of London. Um, you know, and it was an hour door to door. And I'm thinking, well, this is ridiculous because, you know, a lot of people spend an hour, two hours, whatever, and they get up early to travel before rush hour to get across to these studios and facilities. And actually, if you can just sell that, yes, you've got to leave the M25, but you know it's only an hour north of that M25, and then you can you can park, you can breathe. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people haven't seen much of Northamptonshire on film. There's so many benefits, and some things will cost you more because you, you do pay um, extra money to get people outside of that M25. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably end up accommodating people, even though it is only that hour back. For real, um, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think you can still save money by mm-hmm. doing it and have a better time, which you can't really underestimate when what we do is about um, people yeah. and people's, you know, doing their job well. And so therefore then feeling quite happy is really beneficial, you know, even if you don't care about the happiness. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> actually they're going to, you know, they're, they're, the whole thing is going to work really well if they feel like they're staying somewhere nice for some life breathing space and they're treated yeah. <laughs> and what, when you're kind of approaching those product, projects, how much of, of, of the, the kind of the people involved are coming from, you know, London and, and other places? And how much of it is, is kind of local uh, local people and, and kind of drawing on that local talent pool? Well, most productions, no, that's a lie. Actually, not most productions we do. Um, so the bigger productions we do, we definitely have to get people in generally from London. But um, so we just shot for, uh, Fortune Cookies, which is our latest feature film, okay. um, where, you know, the director is London-based, the DP is Bristol-based, um, our script supervisor was Cornwall-based. Okay. Um, uh, you know, so we had quite a few people coming in from areas, but I think we only accommodated maybe five crew. Oh, okay. Our, you know, of our 30 or whatever. Um, then quite a few of our actors, it was a British-Chinese um film sure. um, most of our actors came from london one from birmingham okay. um but yeah we're, we're trying to cast and crew as much as we can locally but at the end of the day there are certain trades that just don't really live around Northamptonshire. Yeah. <laughs> um but it, you know it's changing and you know the facilities that we were using so um we hired um kit from panavision who are based in london i mean panavision provide cameras to like everything literally okay. um you know you watch half the stuff at the end of Netflix will have a Panavision logo on it. They're in Greenford in London. So again, that's an hour and 20 minutes maybe from Northampton. Um, And then the people, Chapman, who made our our dolly for the camera, 
um, they are based kind of St Albans way, so it's even closer. And actually, you know, again, if you were in South London, it would take you longer to get to those places than being in Northampton. Yeah, yeah, well, that's half the battle with London, isn't it? Sometimes you spend the first hour and a half just trying to get out of it before you even get to the place you're trying to get to. This is a joy because actually a lot of stuff, a lot of the big, the, the well, in fact, you know, most of the main studios and um, the big uh, kind of rental places are in this top kind of northwest um, you know, the M1 entry into London. So actually, we are, although it doesn't necessarily feel like it, actually, we're really well positioned. You know, Pinewood is probably an hour. Um, you know, and that, that's not London, really. Yeah. Uh, uh, Warner Brothers Studios, again, is Watford. Um, then we've got, uh, yeah, Panavision, Panalux, um, Arry is Uxbridge. Um, you know, it's all, it's all kind of, it's all there for us. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. You can sell the fact that yes, you've got to travel, you know, sixty miles rather than the six across London. Sure. It's going to take you less time, and it'll be nicer. Nice. They should get you on on some kind of campaign somewhere, Becky, for promoting North Ends. You should be the oh. of that campaign somewhere. You're very good at it. Well, this is what this is what we we do at Screen North Ends. <laughs> yeah. We're a film company, but we we kind of you know learn early on that we can make um, we plan to make a feature film a year. Okay. As a rate of making a feature films, that's pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're hard to make. Um, so people don't usually make that many. But we wanted to make one a year so that people had that regularity of being able to work on them. Um, but we could, one a year isn't going to sustain the industry here. So if we're mm. trying to say, you know, there's a future in film and it's here as well, then we need to bring in outside productions so that there is an industry. You sure. know, if there's, you know, five feature films made a year in the the town and that keeps people busy yeah um, so you know we 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 but also you know I, I did this like I went to London and then went well this is silly um and came to Northamptonshire so I'm I'm not you know it's it's a it's a genuine sales pitch <laughs> well what do you think the key will be to getting those kind of outside productions to come here more because I know like in the states for instance like Georgia is a big hotspot in terms of production and, and you know, places taking their their, their productions out of Hollywood and, and moving, you know, to Atlanta and filming a lot of stuff there. Marvel, I know, film all the, a lot of stuff in Atlanta, don't they? Um, what do you think the key will be to replicating some of that kind of model here in, in the UK and getting people to think of Northampton as, as or Northamptonshire as that hub for, for, for alternative locations and stuff? So there's a few things. I mean, there's, you know, places um, like Georgia, um, you know, offer um, tax credits and things. So this okay. is financial relief. Um, there's organisations like Screen Yorkshire um, who also can provide funding to productions. Okay. Obviously, that really helps. <laughs> you know, um, putting the finance together for feature films is really hard. So sure. if someone's offering you some kind of financial incentive, because at the end of the day, if you want to shoot in a grotty car park, you can do that in any area of the yeah. um, you know, if you want to shoot in some countryside that's pretty generic, again, you can go anywhere. So actually that just a financial offer is gonna is gonna tempt you. Sure. Um, but also film people, you know, films are hard, we're busy people, we're not I often say we're lazy and that's not true, we're not lazy, but we we try and make stuff easy for ourselves. So if we know an area, if we know the fixers, if we know that if we go there, we can do this, that, and the other. We did it last time, it worked really well, then we'll go again because there's no point trying to reinvent the wheel every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we have to make it look really easy um, and we just need to get them to know Northamptonshire 
come and use it for something and hopefully then you start to get the kind of repeat business okay nice well i wonder perhaps as a as a slight pivot at, at, at this point you um you mentioned you were um just kind of finishing production on fortune cookies um at the moment where were you in that stage before all of this kind of uh, lockdown situation took hold is it kind of halted production on the film at the moment no in many ways we're really lucky because we um we finished shooting on i think the 17th of february oh wow okay and so, yeah, we, we we kind of got in before everything locked down. So actually it's gone into post-production, which, you know, we're, we're a really small film, obviously, really. So it's, you know, it's one person editing <laughs> on their own. So that's lovely. Okay. Um, so, no, it's, it kind of, it, it worked pretty well for us because it would have been absolutely horrendous to stop the film mid-production. That would have yeah. just been awful. Um, we did have two other productions that, one would have shot by now, um, and one would be shooting next month, okay. which now have been kind of postponed for the moment. Because although they've said, you know, the film industry can kind of get back to it, if you look at how we need to run stuff to make sure it's safe, it's not really yeah. at the moment the kind of normal biggish drama no i suppose even a, a small shoot for instance if you're doing a particular scene if, if you add in you know, a lighting person a sound person a cameraman and a director <laughs> and some actors and stuff on top you, you've quickly got 20 people in a, a quite a small space uh, organically i would imagine yeah i can't i don't actually know i should know um the size of the crews on these two jobs but they're probably yeah 20 people ish or yeah. so um plus then if i've also actors that we had um one of them is kind of a buddy movie and it's just you know uh, there's fight scenes and stuff they're supposed to be you know touching each other and they're supposed to punch each other and you know there's all sorts of things going on if we have to stand them all very far away from each other um that's going to be quite traumatic yeah uh, <laughs> and then um and also just things like uh, you know we bring people in from outside where do they stay how do we transport them um so we're we're holding off a little bit at the moment to hope you know touch wood hopefully things okay. will get better in coming months okay have you um if you had any kind of a, a delay to your production schedule for fortune cookies to push that out to, to being completed or is that still on track with your initial kind of timeline at the moment well we're we're kind of um the way we make films is pretty unique because we are not not for profit. Um, okay. Films are funded by grants. In fact, the first so after we've been we've been for around for about four years, and um, we've made three feature films. They've all been funded by BBC Children in Need. Okay. Um, the funder cares about how they were made. They were made with young people to kind of boost their confidence and skills and pride and things. And so okay. we've delivered on that because we've shot them. So we don't have investors saying, quick, get your film out um, because we need to be paying. Um, so we kind of have the luxury that we can do what we like with them at this okay. point. So, um, yeah, so there's kind of, there's no crazy kind of rush to market for us. Okay. Um, and we can also, you know, choose how much we want to make out of them financially versus getting them out there. Um, and, all of them are kind of destined for film festivals, which obviously okay. that, that's potentially changed, but they're still all in post-production and so a little way off. So it hasn't really hampered how they'll get out there, I don't think. 
Okay. Because, I mean, I suppose festivals are another one, isn't it? There's, there's so much uncertainty at this point around, you know, will people be able to come together even for those kind of events, you know, in, in six, eight months? I don't, I don't know quite how long uh, in, in the future we're talking for your release and stuff. But um, what do you think the, 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 the short to medium future looks like for kind of cinema and film releases in general uh, at the moment? I know there's a, a, bit of a, a bit of uncertainty around that, isn't there? Yes, I, oh, I don't. To be honest, I don't know. It's such, you know, at the moment, everyone is trying to work out what this all means in sure. the future, and it's so big um, that I just don't know. You know, there's interesting things, um, you know, the the new Trolls film that that kind of went out on on Amazon and, and people going, oh, this is the future then, we'll just pay £10 to watch the film at home and maybe mm-hmm. don't need the cinemas anymore. Um, but... You know, we were at a point. Well, the, the kind of uh, the stats, the the last kind of stats that I was looking at, which obviously have gone for 2018. You know, mm-hmm. our cinema emissions are the highest they've been since the 1970s. Okay. Which, look at what um, the world is like. You would think that's that's surprising. Yeah. You know, we've got different ways that we can watch things, yet people still choose to go to the cinema. You know, even though a lot of people kind of comment about how expensive it is and things, but actually. <clears throat> you know a lot of people are still going so oh yeah i you know I think, interesting, isn't it because i know view recently dropped all of their prices didn't they in their cinemas across town it suddenly became significantly cheaper to go to view as a as a, as a night out at the cinema but um yeah i suppose it's almost a question of whether some of the the larger chains and stuff will uh, will still be in the same kind of shape that they were going in when we get to the end of this as well yes i don't know and i think i think It'll be interesting to see what the public's attitude is to um, films and how and, and culture and everything else and how they um, kind of uh, how they receive it now because I think I, I hope I really hope that <coughs> sorry I just had a little sip of my tea that's all right I hope that um, that people have kind of clicked in this lockdown era that you know we are just consuming all these you know netflix series and um theater productions they're putting out there and you know other things that have been filmed or whatever else that actually creative industries aren't this i don't know frivolous but you know that they are they are part of everything that we yeah do and we we you know all our joint references as as groups are often you know these things we've seen in films on tv and kind of realise, because I'm doing a careers talk after this, actually, a virtual one, which is very, which is very scary. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, people kind of go, oh, you know, you can't work in film or TV or creative industries. That's not really a job. Yeah. Uh, you know, and actually one in 11 people work in the creative industries. And it's, you know, it's a sector that is growing and outperforming, I, like, I think, like every other sector. And in fact, there was, um, I haven't read the article because I don't pay for the Times, um, but James Baker, who's the artistic director of the um, of Royal and Derngate, yeah. just did an article saying, you know, the creative industries contribute more to GDP, I think, um, than sports. Yeah. I should probably have. And when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And actually, you know, the money that's made with lots of sport is through television rights and everything else um you know people aren't telling people they shouldn't go into 
sorts because mm. they see the breadth of jobs and everything there, but they do kind of go, oh, oh you know, creative industries, are you mad? Yeah. So I hope that maybe lockdown helps people understand the value of that. I don't know, but um, so that might change, get that, not just how those the cinema businesses and everything else survive after this, but actually, are we going to change our value of culture could it get better i i don't know it'd be nice to think yeah because i mean there's definitely (laughs) an argument that says you know can you imagine what this lockdown would have been like you know 15 years ago pre-netflix pre-spotify pre-youtube and and, you know quite what a miserable experience that would have been um yeah i I think there's hopefully yeah definitely yeah an awakening coming i think because i think the other thing is as well a lot of people you know won't necessarily recognize certain areas and jobs as part of that you know quote unquote creative industries banner you know i think there's lots of kind of tangential areas and jobs and people involved with it that you might not necessarily uh even kind of connect with that in your mind as well so i think there's definitely going to be you know some kind of a i, I talked about it with a few people but i think there'll be a, a genuine kind of collective reckoning after all of this that kind of you know rebalances hopefully a few priorities in in, in a few new ways oh. uh yeah totally yeah um yeah i i you know i, I kind of keep saying I hope that we remember everything that we've learned from it and I just worry that we won't (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed I I encounter myself in that as well I think it's very easy to you know we want to be um we want to all be brilliant people and make radical changes to our lives and stuff and that and then you know we get a bit lazy (laughs) when we don't but I do it's such a big thing but I do hope we kind of take a minute to learn and go actually how can we change the world and it'll be better yeah no i think i'm clinging to the motto at the minute you know of instead of you know back to normal let's go on to better you know i think that's a, a far more positive outlook perhaps to for for lots of people because you know i think normal wasn't working for for large chunks of people i think unfortunately and as uncomfortable of a, a discussion as that might be to have at times you know i think it's an important one for us to have collectively yeah, no, absolutely. So, Lisa, I know you've been doing some other kind of projects and stuff through lockdown that I thought were really interesting, like with your 48-hour film challenges and stuff like that. I wondered if you could talk to me a little bit about that, perhaps, and let us know uh, kind of what the thinking was behind that and how that, how that's all going. Yeah, so we were um, supposed to be holding... Uh, well, in fact, yes, so we were supposed to finish Northampton Film Festival yesterday, <laughs> mm. um, but that didn't happen, so obviously we postponed that. Um because for us, we haven't gone digital. Okay. Because we really, we really liked everyone physically coming together. I think that was kind of part of the charm of it. We did a pilot in 2019. Yeah. Um, and I think that really works because the reason we set up the film festival was about, well, one of the reasons was about kind of addressing some of the negativity that was about Northampton Town Centre and everything mm-hmm. else um, that we thought was undeserved. Um, and so kind of physically going to lots of these interesting places in Northampton is kind of part of the deal. Um, so as we couldn't run the film festival, we decided to do a lockdown film competition, okay. uh, which is similar. The 48 hour film challenges, we ran one for 2019. And then because everyone really liked the excuse just to have a weekend where you make a film, done, dusted, you know, you're meeting new people, you're trying out some techniques. It's it's kind of easy. Sure. And, starting a film is not easy so this is us forcing people to do it so we did one every other month 
Um, so the lockdown short film competition was a similar kind of vibe in that it was about just going, you know, have a go at this thing. Like, it doesn't matter. You're in lockdown. You can't go and hire a huge camera. You can't find a, a full crew. You yeah. just have to go at making a film because the biggest, yeah, the biggest obstacle is always starting. Um, and we had loads of people, actually, who made their first film, okay. it, which was really nice. Um, some people who are more experienced than others. So some people made quite a few films before. Some people have made films before, but only ever for fun. Okay. But, still, but um, sharing your work is also a big step. You know, it's, it's all very well making this thing and maybe putting your heart and soul into something. But then a lot of people don't share their films. Well, it's, that, that's the scary bit, isn't it? Is then that kind of, you know, what are people going to think of this? What are people going to think of me? You know what I mean? For putting this thing out into the world. That is the scary part, I think. Yeah, so it was a really lovely exercise because um, we, we had 43 films in the end. Okay. Which, yeah, we, did, we ran it for, um, I think it was a month. I can't remember now. Um, but yeah, it was a month, so four weeks-ish. That's so. awesome, actually. 43, that's a, that's a really good number. Yeah, we were, we were very happy with that. Um, and so, and obviously, all the films had to have a connection with Northamptonshire. So, obviously, most were made by people in Northamptonshire. Yeah. Some were made by people who were born here but and now live somewhere else and that kind of stuff. Um, students and things like that. Um, but yes, it's mostly just an excuse to have a go at something and realize. I never. I got into filmmaking because I didn't like films. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't particularly watch films. I didn't particularly. I, mean, I did. I watched whatever else watched. I wasn't that bothered. Um, I've always loved organising. Okay. But I wasn't bothered about film. Um, and I got into it because I was forced to make one with somebody and just kind of fell in love with the process. But it just wasn't what I thought it would be. I just I just didn't have any concept of how you made a film. Okay. So I think getting people to do it um, might mean they discover something they really like. They might discover they really hate it, and that's fine as well. It's good to know what you don't want to do in life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so it it was um, it was also really nice that people kind of thanked us for giving them something positive to do in this time, which was yeah. which was nice. And um, because we hadn't, I don't know, I felt a bit like maybe I was forcing people <laughs> to um, kind of make some films um, when actually people got you know more important things to think about. But actually, if lockdown has taught us anything, I mean, core, it's how much do we rely on video and oh yeah. Like, so yeah nice and where can people find uh, the, the, those films that were submitted is there somewhere online people can find kind of a hub of all of those clips um, yeah so they're all on the Northampton Film Festival website which is northamptonfilmfestival.co.uk and there's a films tab um, so that's the website that tells you all about the film festival and why it started um, and also people can still submit only for a few more days so till the 1st of June okay um, but um, there will be, because we don't yet know when the film festival will be, there will be opportunities um, for people to show stuff, even if they miss that that film festival deadline. Okay. Um, we often do a, it's the same kind of thing, really. We often do um, uh, a night called, well, I'll say, short films are rubbish, show them anyway, we use a swear word, but um, <laughs> because everyone thinks their first film's rubbish and they never show it, and getting over that, you know, showing your work things really important because if you don't show it, then you may as well, in a way, not have made it because it's it's a sharing medium. Sure. Um, so, you know, we have this night where it's no judgment. People can just come and show some stuff. And it actually, they aren't rubbish. They're, they're, they've often, you know, even if 
it wasn't what the filmmakers set out to do, even if they've got, you know, major flaws. There's often, it was really nice because we had an audience there and the audience would kind of pipe in with what they liked about it. I and mean, they didn't say about what they didn't like about it. But they said, actually, that, you know, that little moment, there's actually something in that. You could sure. you know, develop that or whatever else. And it was, it was, yeah, it was really, it was really positive. Okay. So that's what it's trying to do. Just be positive about film in Northamptonshire. Nice. It's interesting you talk about people, you know, being uncomfortable, uh, perhaps sharing stuff for the first time and stuff. Obviously, we do kind of all kinds of work with different kind of clients and businesses across uh, different sectors and stuff. And obviously, video has been you know, a big part of that over the last couple of years, trying to get people to think about, you know, new ways of incorporating video into uh, what they're doing and stuff. But I wonder perhaps for companies that are, or individuals, content creators that are, you know, looking to maybe step in front of the camera for the first time or use video as a kind of a medium for, for kind of telling stories, what is there any kind of general advice that you give to people that are looking to start working in that medium for the first time that are, you know, maybe a little nervous getting in front of the camera or, or don't really know, you know, what story it is that they want to tell? Well, we, yeah, we shared some kind of tips for getting started um, when you um, grant for the lockdown competition. Um, and I would always say, you know, use your strengths. You know, if you, you know, if you're someone that likes talking, great. If you're not someone that likes talking, if you don't know how to edit, there's lots of things either, you know, you, you can learn, but there's lots of ways to avoid having to do the things you don't like still. Sure. Um, you know, using um, kind of, voiceover if you don't want to be seen um there's we me and my husband made a film for the lockdown competition um we so i obviously i work in film my husband works in film he works on um you know he's worked on some huge massive massive films but he's a gaffer so he's lighting department and i'm a producer and i'm very much an organizer okay Um, so we made our film with no no actors no voice nothing okay Um, uh, because none of us wanted to be in there Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we did it on PowerPoint, as so oh. effectively animation. Okay. Um, you know what? It, it was all right. Um, nice. Because, you know, you actually giving yourself limitations, Not don't try and make a blockbuster, um, and giving yourself, you know, a limitation and saying, I can't do that very well, but I know I can do this, and I'm going to keep it small, and I'm not going to try and do everything, actually will mean you probably do whatever it is you do, better okay um but i i you, you have to just do it like in a way you know if you hate i i to be saying that this, i i can't say this because screen enhance is very bad about making videos about ourselves okay we don't do any um kind of us talking about what we're doing each week we actually it's hard talking about yourself and no one wants to do that no no um so we but so uh, you know i can't really talk but, um, you know, I think just, I used to hate talking on camera full stop. Um, but then it just got to the point where it's like, well, I have to do this because, sure. you know, if I don't do it, no one is doing it for the business. And so then I started just doing more and more of it. And then you just desensitize to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just do it is a, is kind of screen or fancy's motto, really. Like just do it. And it's a film industry motto. Like if you, you know, young people often ask, you know, how on earth do you get into the film industry? How on earth are you going to film make? It's like, just do it, just do it. Yeah. You're doing it and then you're, you're doing it. <laughs> like, you can't wait for things to be right because they never are. 
No, and I think we're at quite a unique time actually in terms of the the, the entry barriers that have maybe always been there. If you were, you know, when I was, uh, you know, fifteen, sixteen, if I'd have sat down and gone, "What well, actually? How am I going to make a film in forty-eight hours?" I don't even know I would have been able to locate the equipment to be able to do so within forty-eight hours, let alone anything else. I think there's a unique uh, kind of opportunity at the moment for literally anyone. You know, if you've got a phone, you've got the ability to start creating videos, editing stuff, and and even kind of adding little bits of kind of production value and flash and, and, and stuff in there, you know, to make it look, uh, you know, real nice looking little clip at the end of it. Yeah, that's, I mean, yes, it's, it's a funny one because, yes, we have got, obviously, we're kind of best equipped as individuals as we ever have been to make our own films. Of course, that means that there's so much stuff out there yeah. that kind of how do you get noticed thing. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, it is about, um, having a go and you, yeah, using what you've got to your advantage. You know, if you if you know, um, so for example, actually, we have a, we have a filmmaker um, who uh, who works with us quite regularly um, called Connor, who also enters all the forty eight hour film challenges. Okay, he's he's you know he's a he's a filmmaker. He's definitely a behind the scenes kind of guy. Okay. Um, so all his films are using kind of a cuddly toy penguin um, is, is kind of moved and manipulated. So he's our main character. So Connor can make those films on his own. He's self-sufficient, but he doesn't have to be in them, yeah. <laughs> which is what he loves. And so <laughs> I, I think if, if, you're a, if you've got people with particular skills around you, exploit them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a T-shirt slogan waiting to happen there. Right? Yeah. That's what the film is weird though, like, you know, like it's it's people who generally can't do everything on their own. So you need all these people doing very specific things. Um, yeah, like it's, you know, it's you don't often have to make stuff on your own. And when you do, it doesn't mean you have to be everything. You can't sure. be everything to everyone, so... <laughs> Nice. And do you think as, uh, you know, the work that you do continues to kind of expand and roll out and touch more people across North Ants, do you think that uh, network is there for people uh, increasingly in North Ants that maybe haven't got a specific skill set to help them realise what they want to do? Is there, you know, is there a growing talent pool here locally that people can draw on, do you think? Yeah, I mean, we, it, I think we don't talk enough in Northamptonshire to each other. And I don't really know why that is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's because people don't believe there are other people out there making films, doing creative industry things, yeah. um, or whether, I don't know, there's other reasons, but I think we don't talk enough. Um, we don't kind of share resources and skills enough, maybe. Um, but, you know, we are there to try and make sure that if people want to develop those skills in film, they can. And the joy of film um is that you do learn by doing, though it's not that we necessarily, I mean, there's, there's some trades that need, you know, qualifications, whatever else, but, you know, if, if you're there and you're wanting to um, develop some film skills, you can just do that. You don't need to have anything, you know, and, and also things like we don't charge um, no. for anything. Um, so um, we're just kind of, yeah, keen to help people 
and hopefully maybe try and do some more interconnecting because I think we've got a lot more here than we realise. Nice. Well, I wonder, um, and partly cued by the fact that my neighbour out here has now started working with an electric sander, which is an interesting one. Um, I wonder perhaps uh, as quite a neat uh, full stop on the conversation, actually. You, you mentioned you know, people want to, to find out more and stuff and to get involved more. How can people do that if they wanted to connect with Screen North Ants and, and find out a little bit more about the work that you guys are doing month to month? Yeah, so um, get in touch with us in any way you can. So you can email us. Um, you can email me, Becky, at screennorthampton.co.uk. Um, obviously, we have a shop in the Grosvenor Centre in Northampton that isn't open at the moment. Okay. Um, we won't for a little while, but, you know, usually you can drop in and see us during the week. Um, but also we're on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, at Screen Northampton. So one, I generally um, field all that stuff. So just okay. get with one way or another. Just say, you don't have to say what you're interested in, particularly. You just go, I'm interested, I want to know. Um, we have a mailing list people can sign up to. Um, we're pretty active on social media as well. So. Yeah, no, we see you guys all the time on there, actually, sharing stuff and uh, and, and putting stuff out into the world. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like just uh, keeping on top of those is going to keep you busy for the next few weeks uh, without doing anything else. Yeah, exactly. This is the thing. But, um, but you know, we want to be... We hope that we're a useful source of information as well. What else, you know, what else is going out there in the film industry? Um, and we'd also we want people to tell us what they want as well, um, because we want to serve, I suppose, what what the desires of Northampton are. You know, do do they want to learn more about X, Y, and Z in terms of film? Do they want more opportunities to do something else? Sure. You know, we're, we're keen to adapt. We want to hear from people who. Um, have yeah have specific interests as well as those that just go I'm interested in film nice well hopefully some people will be in touch and uh, and you'll be able to set a few more people off on that journey over the next uh, few weeks and months as they start to hopefully be uh, maybe a little bit more productive with their own lockdowns out there yeah brilliant nice Becky I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me this morning it's uh, it's been awesome to catch up I know it's been uh, I think the last time I saw you was back in my nep days I think back a few years ago so uh, yeah no it's been really good to catch up with you thank you really uh, very much for taking the time to uh, to chat with me this morning no worries brilliant Bye. Awesome. thanks Becky take care mate cheers bye Well, there we go. A big thanks to Becky for her time in joining us today. And if you are interested in any of the projects mentioned during our conversation, then be sure to look them up online and on social media. Uh, We'll put all the links and uh, Twitter handles and whatnot in the show notes below. In the meantime, we'll be back real soon. Next time out, we're sitting down with Lucy from the Vanilla Bean Cake Company in Slipton, who have been pushing some incredibly nice looking uh, concoctions into our Instagram feed of late. You might have noticed them yourselves. Until then, to find out more about So Very Creative and the work we do each week, be sure to come find us on social media at so very creative or visit our website at so very creative.com and until next time stay safe out there look after yourself and we'll see you again real soon worldwide what is a production of so very creative in northampton for more information visit our website at so very creative.com